Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, there it is. Pass, man running open. Chris Hogan off to the races. Touchdown, New England. No flags on the play. Brady. Happy birthday. Injured. Caught by White. Touchdown, Patriots. And New England is pouring it on. Happy birthday to The flea flicker. Brady to the end zone. Brady spins away. Brady sets up, throws deep downfield, and connects with Edelman. Tom Brady creating for the Patriots. Here's why Brady's the greatest of all time. You guys, happy done? birthday! You guys, it's your birthday! It's your birthday! It's your birthday! This one's for you. 
Tom Brady's never been hotter. <laughs> it's like the remix. Huh? Here we go. Tom Brady's never been hotter. Welcome inside a hijacked show. A man's descent into Radio. hell here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico <laughs> Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Uh, right now, if you want, foxsportsradio.com. We are periscoping the opening few minutes here of the show. So if you want to get on there, foxsportsradio.com. And watch my reactions as I get trolled. By my team, buddy. You were went, you went Ralph Wiggum again. right there. You choo choo choo. That, that was the you could see the moment your heart was broken. Well, you know, look at it, frame by frame, and then you made that face. Look, you hit every note. Look, because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to talk about the Cowboys Cardinals game. Then we're going to get into Kaepernick and the latest news with Tannehill, which is a really big deal. And as soon as I heard the music change, I it was like the blood drained from my face, like Brad Pitt in Interview with a Vampire. I'm just so pasty, and it was just, oh no, here come the Brady highlights. <laughs> Did you here picture come- yourself uh, <laughs> popping? out of his cake uh, oh. <laughs> well we that's what we said you did at midnight the stroke of midnight yesterday. maybe i did that that was your maybe I, fantasy a, come true and now you've referenced yourself and and equated yourself to brad pitt don't was, think that was you were no, sliding that in without us noticing brad Pitt was very pale looking because he played a vampire i was thinking of the first person that came to my mind that's really really pale i don't just, get it my cousin kirsten and my daughter's friend ellie i don't I you could have tied it to the game the, tonight with jason garrett how is that? Why? Because he's, he's got red hair? No, he's pasty. He just has red hair. No, he's pasty. No, he's not pasty. Yeah, he's no, he's not. He's not. He's not pasty. Really, he's pasty. Yeah. He's not. Not everybody with red hair is pasty. I, did, I didn't make that as equivalent. You did. Yeah. No, you just. Jason Garrett. I just said Jason Garrett. It had nothing to do with his hair color. I just said he is a light-skinned man. You know. Here's the thing. And then you went to the hair color. Uh, well, because I you, thought that's And then you why. tried to disparage Conan redhead O'Brien. people. He's not <laughs> disparage. All I said was he had red hair. There's some red-haired people are some of the greatest people in the world. There's Julia Roberts. What? David Caruso. Christina <laughs> Hendricks. I got to put Christina Hendricks ahead of everybody. I was going to say, she uh, was going to the top of the medal yeah. stand for uh, you right there, wasn't she? Uh, the little girl from the Partridge family. Um, Bonaduce. <laughs> there's no, no the, oh, that's true. There was Danny Bonaduce too. But here's the thing: I celebrate Tom Brady turning forty, and I, you know, you want to know why? Yay! What are you going to start singing Pink Floyd songs? Because that is the same in a relative way, but you're older. No, I would go shorter with, a breath, one I, day closer. To- I would go with this is the end because he's getting older. He's one day closer to me not having to worry about Tom Brady in the AFC East anymore. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo standing there waving middle fingers at you, saying, I'm next. No, he's not. Listen, 34 years of my life, when I was 12 years old, the Dolphins drafted a fresh-faced quarterback who fell through the draft because nobody wanted him named Dan Marino. And then I watched him dominate the AFC as they won division title after division title till 1999. Then I thought, okay, this could be our time. We had 2,000. Yeah, it's our time now. Chad Pennington we was on the, on the come. Yeah. All right. I'm like, all right, it could be our time. And then Tom Brady. We start the Tom Brady era because Mo Lewis knocks out Drew Bledsoe from the game. Mo. So for 34 years now, yeah, the last 34 years of my life, I have had ahead of me in the AFC East a top five all-time quarterback. And people wonder, how come the Jets don't win divisions? How do you expect that to happen? 
So J E T E J. That's more like any it day. than the fact that you got legends coming up and can't spell the name of the team. Any day he is one day closer to retirement for me as a Jet fan is a good day. Yeah, but you're assuming the next day. guy. That's like Shark's Teeth. We just celebrated Shark Week. Later on, Anthony Ferrante, the director of Sharknado, is coming in. As soon as that tooth goes out after taking a bite, next one comes to the front of the line and takes another bite out of your ass. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. Wow, okay. How about that analogy? I, I am absolutely okay. It was a little stretch for you to get the fact that Anthony Ferrante is going to be in studio. I'm going to ass up. But I, <laughs> but I like that. Uh, meanwhile, today for Tom Brady then, since yeah. we're, we're apparently going to get to the Cowboys and the Cardinals hey, and Colin Kaepernick in a few minutes. By the way, I'm Cowboys very, very were minus one or minus one and a half whenever you got in. It's currently 20 to 18 with a minute 52 left. If you bet preseason football, you deserve whatever happens to you. You deserve whatever happens to you. Hey, and I money just making opportunities four, are everywhere. Four hands got raised in this room. Everybody <laughs> raised their on, hands and said, I may or may not have had a live bet. That are not on camera right now. Oh, wait, there's an on camera one. Uh, <laughs> n- now I think I have to report you. I have to report Fowler. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're done. Uh, but Tom Brady turned 40 today. Yes, he And did. it was like the biggest story in the world. It was Tom like Brady's when, never been hot. It was like when the Olsen twins turned 18. It was, was whoa, like, oh whoa. my goodness. <laughs> I remember it was kind of weird. It was weird when that happened, but it was a very and big deal. And now they're banging each other. So, whoa! <laughs> wow, they're twins! They were 18. They were, Yes, okay. It's true. But Brady turns 40 and the world stops. There were goats all over. How great was that, though? Patriots They had a petting today. zoo that said goats. Yeah. It was the greatest petting zoo of all time. They, they had because Tom Brady being the goat, the, the greatest giant of all time. The goat sign that you can go stand with another goat in a Patriots jersey and get your picture taken. <laughs> it was a big day. They sang to him as he came out of the locker room. I'm not singing to Tom Brady. I'm Why? not singing happy birthday to him. No. Oh, there it is. Do that. You know what? Here's what you do. If you get Bob going on the show tonight, he can sing happy birthday. I'll sing happy birthday with Bob going. Does he bring his hair? Because that hair is magnificent. You know what? Tom's watching on Periscope right now. You sing to him. (laughs) You're going to sing and you're going to like it. If they ever made a movie of Mel Kiper's life, Bob going could play Mel Kiper. But if you get Bob going or Mary Hart, because I love Mary Hart, uh, we will sing happy birthday to him together. I will do that. Short of that, not happening. Nice. Like Back to the Future 4, not happening. But here's Bill Belichick, Patriots head coach, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Phone number is 877 on Fox. Get in on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Belichick today talking about his star turning 40. Yeah, I mean, he's had a great, great career. Works hard. Comes to work every day. It's been like that for a long time. I mean, I don't want to say you take it for granted, but I, mean, I wouldn't say it's like a big shock that he's going to walk in here today and you know be prepared and go out and perform and give us his best. So that's what he's been doing. So we all expect that. He expects it out of himself. I'm sure he expects it out of me. You know, we all expect it out of each other. So, but the level of consistency and the longevity of it is I mean, obviously very, very impressive. Can you imagine what what would it be like if you were one of Bill Belichick's kids? If he was your dad? He's the da- daddy. Dad, I got a, I got excellence a, of execution. I got an A plus on all of my classes on my report card. I got an A in gym, and all the teachers love me, and I'm going to be the valedictorian. He would say, well, that's kind of expected. Maybe you want to try a little bit harder in gym, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what, what you're supposed to do at school. So uh, uh, go, Grady, wash your hands. You're going to have dinner. Yeah, do your job. Do, do your job. I just like that we can hear all the voices in Belichick's head <laughs> Belichick. during that clip. So it's like inside out. He's got all the voice, except Bill Belichick just has meh 
That's the only exact but, but, meh voices in his head. But as he's speaking about the, he doesn't the have greatness anger and, and sadness and all no. Yeah, but the consistency of Brady in the background here, I'm not on snap face. <laughs> I think I've covered it. <laughs> so that's Bill Belichick. Anything else? And that's his ebullient praise for Tom Brady. Uh, we'll see. As excited as he gets. It's you know, when I see Belichick, and I'm not lying to you, I see my dad sometimes. Because my dad is it Walt's birthday too? No, no, my dad. Can we celebrate no, no, no. Walt's birthday? We can always celebrate his okay, birthday. Happy birthday, Walt! He's very mad at United right now because his flight back got delayed, and he he's not flying back to LA until tomorrow, and he's he's all over Facebook. I love how people treat Facebook like Twitter. I want to complain about United. Well, then go on. Can Twitter I raise and, my hand? And, and, I'm going to do this. No one's going to listen to you on Facebook, Dad. Yeah, but this is what I'm going to do. For and this happens a lot with people in our business and a lot of beat writers or whatever. Like, shut up and get in a car, then. Okay, <laughs> if you're if it's that bad. That you have to sit in an airport and drink another boozy drink to get a double shot of whatever. 1975. Hey, give me a boozy. <laughs> I was drink. doing it in Walt Parlance. I'll have a gin and tonic. I'll have a tangere and tonic. Yeah, give that was for all the Walt Smiths listening. Out give me there. a Harvey. Sit Walt at the banger. bar, have another drink, go get another cup of coffee, buy a crappy magazine, and sit down and shut up. Let Otherwise, go rent sunrise. a car and drive there in three days. Zero. John but, Candy in a U-Haul truck is just not driving through anymore. Uh, no, no. I sat with Del Griffith. But no, but all the people complain about that. It's one of the most annoying things uh, in this know, first world problem uh, land that we have. Look, flying is 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 stressful to begin with. Why? It, because you get on a plane and you're putting child of, gets on a bus. You're putting control of your life into somebody you have. You no do idea that every time you walk across the street. No, You've but, seen the morons almost knock us I down here. I have control over that. I could not walk across the street. I could walk across the street. Yeah, you chose to I get on that. an airplane. We'll see. But, I don't know. But here's the thing about my dad is that. I always know a good restaurant because my dad is like Belichick when it comes to restaurants. I'll say, Dad, where, where'd you go eat today? He goes, I went to uh, you know, Lobster Shack. How was it? He goes, oh, you know, it wasn't bad. I know then that's a phenomenal restaurant because he hates everything else. He'll say, Dad, how was this? Nah, nah, it could have been better. Could have been better. When he says, oh, that wasn't bad. That, that's like that, that's like that's high, highest yeah, praise. That's that's you know that that's that's Doc Rivers going, oh. Oh, I'll tell you, Blake is great. No, but it's the most ebullient praise you could possibly get. How about that? We should get him to start, you know, blogging. But he could be a food critic. Now, here's my one part where I'm afraid that Brady's not going to retire after this year. Okay. Because if you recall, we've talked about this. Many signs are out there for Brady's retirement. Uh, Giselle wanting him to retire, going on national television, talking about it. Brady hawking products now, which is what you do at the end of your career. Buddy, and I'm getting you sleepwear for your birthday. Uh, okay. I'm, not I'm so excited. I'm going to burn it. And why is Tim Tebow involved? Tim Tebow has nothing to do sure with Sure he does. No, he doesn't. Why? He connects the entire universe. Have you He's not happy that when you're happy. No. <laughs> the third part of it is keeping Garoppolo around when he can walk. And when he can walk and you don't get anything for him, if Brady's still going to stick around, he's not re-signing with the Patriots. So, you know, the sand is going through the hourglass for him. Oh, by the way, a take that was taken by a couple of people and put on the internet as their own uh, months or maybe weeks after we did it. So special shout out to you guys. You want to so, do the Robert De Niro ICU? But here's the, here's the, here's <laughs> yeah, the I will yeah. take you down. So here's the, here's the one worry for me now. Is he's hawking all of these things. Yep. In fact, the Patriots had... I'm buying you his book, too. At... at practice today they had all of his 
food that he eats, the Brady yeah. diet. And now you can do a whole thing at whatever. Oh, that called. zucchini Purple. muffin thing. He's not thing. eating horse. Hey, the, ava, ava, the avocado you know ice cream. Yeah. You know that? Why would, sure? I want, why would I want to eat that? No, no, no. Uh, look, every media member that was there told us about the cupcakes and, and the the other sundry items there. There was there was no horse meat sandwich. So it's, it's all this help. Stop with the horses. <laughs> it's all these crazy things from Purple Carrot. He's got all this out there. It's all about this is how I stay healthy. Yeah. It's really bad for his image if he sucks this year or retires. It's, hey, this is what I've done to stay healthy. Okay, and now you've told us, and now you're retiring. Well, so Father Time is still undefeated. Yeah, but still. The, only, the only people that hurts is the Avocado Council. Yeah, but, uh, no. Because people might buy less avocados because no, that's what he's trying really to hunt. No, but, but then he's got all the crazy kind of plant stuff, and I think you're just eating bamboo straight like you're a panda Hey, the bamboo bends, but it does not break. But that's my one, that's my one fear is that it's a bad look if you're saying, here's how I stay healthy. Oh, now I'm retired. That's a bad look. That's the one thing. That, look, he's going to retire. This is it for him. I, we've said it many times. But that scares me in that is that going to be able to be something that keeps him around because of this? Well, here, here's the summary statement. Even if he were to walk away from the field, he's forever in your head. He always is. That, that's a Prince song, I think. Is no, it? it's She's Always in My Hair. But it's close. It's close. Good luck I, finding that title. I thought you were going to play Good luck finding Gentle on My Mind, the cover by Elvis <laughs> Presley next. Twitter and How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason. Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And if you're watching on Periscope, he's not Hi, a, everybody. He's not a wow. Very nice, Alex Teicher. I just thought you were on Facebook. I thought you were, you know, writing someone back on Facebook. Very nice. Hit me back just you know, to chat. I do uh, take this job seriously, Jason. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So the latest twist in the Colin Kaepernick saga really involves the Miami Dolphins first and foremost. Today began with the continued debate on whether the Ravens would sign Kaepernick to be their backup. Ryan Mallett has been playing very poorly in practice, throwing an interception, I think, every four minutes. And we had heard that Steve Bashotti, owner of the Ravens, was hesitant on signing Kaepernick while everybody else was on board. Ozzie Newsome, longtime GM, said that's not the case. He has not told us we, we haven't and can't sign Kaepernick yet. But then the big twist came. Ryan Tannehill of the Dolphins, during a workout today, rolled out to the right, tried to escape out of bounds, and went down a non-contact left knee injury, the same knee in which he tore his ACL week 14 of last season. He was wearing a brace on the knee already, and now it's injured again. Good news for the Dolphins is that there's no structural damage, but ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting just a just about an hour ago, don't do it, Derek Carr, telling you tight shirt, watch what happens to him. It's going to be your fault. All your fault. In fact, the well, he's to, not a Raiders fan, so the, he's not worried the about The move that. to Vegas might be off because you played that. Watch out. Now you get people coming after you in No, Vegas. you're thinking about Danny G. Danny G's the Raider fan. <laughs> Danny G's going to come in here and put a spear through your heart like an anchorman. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> See, how can, how, can, how can I win if you win? So... Kaepernick now, the big debate with Adam Schefter, saying that the Dolphins fear he's going to need season-ending surgery. This doesn't mean he has to have it. This means they fear he needs it for the need to recuperate and heal its fastest. Because right now there's two schools of thought. He can try to rest and get back, which is a six- to eight-week 
process, and you're getting into nearly week six of the NFL season before Tannehill may be healthy enough to come back, or he has the surgery, repairs everything, and comes back next year. This is what the Dolphins are fearing. I'll give you a long-term outlook and a short-term outlook for Tannehill. The long-term outlook is this. He may have thrown his last pass as a Dolphin, and then, and this mm-hmm. play may be his last play. If he has surgery and doesn't come back this year, the Dolphins can get out of his contract even though they gave him a big deal a couple of years ago. They can get out of his contract after this year, a dead cap hit of about $4.5 million, which is not a lot, and the only money they owe him is if he's still on the roster five days into the new league year in which they owe him $5.5 million. So that's it. So they can get out of it. And certainly Tannehill has shown glimpses of being a really good quarterback but has never put it together and has peaks and valleys, and the guy's going to be 30. So this may be it. He may have thrown his last pass as a Dolphin. Short term, the first name that's come up is your buddy, Yep, your pal, your guy, your guy you bought a T-shirt jersey for. I did. Five you bucks. were on vacation. No, I can't believe you're wearing it in tonight. I thought about it, and then I said, well, I'll class it up with this gray T-shirt. <laughs> if I Look, if I'd known we were going to do a, a big show, and, and thanks to everybody who tuned in. We always do a big show. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? On Periscope. Okay, that's true. Let me finish the thought. All right. Just that we were sure going to have the video component. Yes. I mean, A, I would have worn shorts <laughs> to properly show off my calves. The, the other is that I would have probably worn the Jay Cutler <laughs> shirt. Jay Cutler. So. Yeah. Is now rumored to be an option for the Dolphins at quarterback. Now, remember, Jay Cutler at the end of last season had surgery to repair a torn labrum. So another guy coming off an injury. But at this point, we're not quite sure where the recovery is there, how much he was watching film and going through film work, preparing to be a broadcaster for Fox versus still getting his workouts in and his throwing it. Sources reporting that Cutler would be interested in playing for the Dolphins and former coach Adam Gates, a very big familiarity mm-hmm. that he has with Gase. So, in theory, he'd be able to come in, assimilate himself into the offense pretty good, and start week one. Matt Moore is a fine backup, and if a guy's got to play a week or two, he's fine. But he's a jag, and you can't really sit back and say, okay, he's going to be our starting quarterback. Right. They're going to need to make a move. Cutler's going to be first, and then if they don't get him, that's when Kaepernick comes in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. So with Ryan Tannehill's injury and the Dolphins fearing that he may have to undergo season-ending surgery to fully repair his knee, everybody jumped on the Colin Kaepernick bandwagon. Everybody tweeted out the... Jif and the meme of him holding up his Miami Dolphins hat when he got in a bit of flack for wearing it a couple of years ago. And he'll be the second choice behind Jay Cutler. And this is just part of the NFL. Colin Kaepernick, this is not about politics if Jay Cutler gets signed before Colin Kaepernick because even the most staunchest of Kaepernick supporters, whoever wants to say, no, he's being blackballed and I'm going to hold my breath and, and uh, not listen to what you're saying like you're a little kid. This is how it works in the NFL. There is interest in you when people get hurt. That's how it goes. It doesn't matter if you're Kaepernick, if you're Darrell Rivas, if you're Anquan Bolden, whoever you are, RG3. 
this is what you wait for when you're a veteran and you want a job. It's unfortunate, but you have to wait until people get hurt and then the phone rings for you. It's no coincidence as to why there's so much heat being generated, people talking about Kaepernick, whether it's the Dolphins who have already had discussions about bringing him in, whether it's the Ravens who have, are discussing now about bringing him in because Mallet stinks, or it's the Colts or another team. There's heat now because injuries are happening. The Colts, you don't know what's going on with Andrew Luck and his comeback and all these stuff. So now this is what happens. This is not about politics. It's not about politics if Jay Cutler comes in first because the Dolphins want to bring somebody in where they're going to be able to hit the ground running. They can't wait for Kaepernick to get caught up in the playbook if they have a better, quote, option in Jay Cutler. And I don't think anybody is going to say, well, Kaepernick's a better option than Cutler. Cutler is what he is, but he's still a quarterback that's won games, can move the team down the field, and most importantly, has a lot of experience in an Adam Gase offense. It is August 3rd right now. Teams are looking at that calendar, and, and the sand is running through the hourglass really fast for the Miami Dolphins. If Cutler wants to play and he's in shape and it works out, they will sign him first, and I have no problem with that. Everybody's going to jump up and down and go, oh, why is it not Kaepernick? Why is it not Kaepernick? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, why did David Olsen get signed? It's ridiculous. David Olsen already got cut. Okay? The guy the Ravens signed already got cut. Kaepernick's not going to be a camp arm. So that's ridiculous to say, look at all these camp arms who are getting signed. He's not going to take $800,000 to be a backup. He's not going to come in as a starter. He's got to come in as a number two with a chance to potentially ascend if he shows he still has it. That's the reality for Kaepernick. If the Dolphins can't get Jay Cutler, then they'll go to him because that's the right call because then there's nobody else out there that they can bring in to say, all right, well, we got to take a chance with Kaepernick. Now, maybe he's good, maybe he stinks, and there's a reason why he's unemployed, so he still might stink, but we got to have somebody else that can potentially start at some point. This is not where we're bringing in a backup, and he's probably not going to play because Aaron Rodgers stays healthy or Cam Newton stays healthier or Russell Wilson stays healthy. It's got to be a quarterback that's able to play if he has to. So this is why. But nothing about politics with Tannehill and Kaepernick and Jay Cutler. This is going to be about football, and I'll tell you that's exactly how it's going to go. It's Cutler. If he says no, if he's not ready, it doesn't work out, then it's going to be Kaepernick, and that's fine. Well, and then when you get down into the process, I mean, there's still some lingering questions that we're, we're waiting, and I think NFL teams are waiting the answers on with regard to Colin Kaepernick when you're you're trying to bring him in. One, and you're just looking for the camp process. You're not bringing in a guy at comp. You like competition on, on your football team. We know that. But you don't want competition for your number one quarterback job. That's the, the question in Baltimore is if Joe Flacco is coming back a, a week, two weeks from now, it doesn't behoove them to, A, make all the contract restructuring to try to find some more space. And, again, we don't know what Colin Kaepernick's looking for, but I think there might have been a, a little bit of, of, the, of code in what Pete Carroll told us after they had talked to Colin Kaepernick, saying, well, he's still a starter. Well, you're not bringing a guy in, A, for starter money, B, to compete and perhaps unsettle things in your quarterback room to get going. And when you're looking at Miami, yes, Matt Moore is there. So potentially there's an opportunity. But we can't ignore the response to the Michael Vick comments, whereas you're saying, well, there's got to be considerations if you want to get back in the league. We can't ignore the tweet that went out from his girlfriend yesterday that took the Ray Lewis 
Steve Bashotti photo from post-Super Bowl with Lewis with his arms around Bashotti's neck and shoulders and then had the second image of Samuel L. Jackson with his arms around Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Django Unchained. That doesn't go into a vacuum. It's still part of the conversation, even if it doesn't come from Kaepernick's own accounts. It's still people around him, and we haven't heard from him. And, you know, the other social media inclusions that we've had before. So we we look at this, it and the football necessities probably force the conversation and, and really create more a sense of urgency. Because before you started playing real football, and we've seen how many ACL tears, eight and six days, mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things, and, until you start seeing the attrition, and certainly at the quarterback position, the struggles and the attrition there, now there's a sense of urgency. Because the first weekend of September and the first week of real games that count gets you there. Until that point, you're just looking for camp arms and guys to throw passes. Now you start looking a little bit more, and those conversations in the individual offices for a guy like Colin Kaepernick take on a whole different set of permutations and questions to be answered. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. What's scaring people off of Kaepernick now? Because this story has evolved just in the last week. If you think it's about kneeling for the national anthem, you're way off base. It's a that's the the crutch, the cliche, what you want to go back to when you want to just be upset that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Why does he not have a job? It's not because he kneeled before the national anthem. As we have seen after that, that take proved to be popular with the vast number of people in the United States and football fans. It wasn't a problem on the team. Other players throughout the league did it. It wasn't a problem there. That's not the issue. The issue is not Colin Kaepernick and kneeling before the national anthem. The issue with teams is they look at Colin Kaepernick and go, can I trust him to not get too crazy? And by that, this is what I mean. Last week when Michael Vick said Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair and he'll get a job in the NFL, which was absolutely ridiculous, Colin Kaepernick responded, with a tweet about Stockholm Syndrome. And Stockholm Syndrome is when captors become sympathetic with the people who capture them. An allusion to people who want to keep Colin Kaepernick down, the NFL, who is keeping him out of a job. So the response to a guy giving him advice becomes about, no, no, it's about the people who want to control you, the NFL. He insulted the NFL. And this is a place he wants to work. And he insulted the NFL. So teams see that and go, oh, is that what I want to deal with? It's not about protest. It's not about making things better. It's not about, this is now about he insulted the NFL because he's upset. Do I want to take that on? Because that's not a protest. That's not helping people and helping give a voice and shed light to people. You saw his girlfriend, Nessa, the DJ, who is very involved in Black Lives Matter and really got Colin Kaepernick into this a year ago when he first started out wearing pigs on blue socks dressed as police officers. She tweeted out a picture last night of Ray Lewis, who gave Colin Kaepernick advice how to get back in the NFL a day ago, and she tweeted out a picture of Ray Lewis with his arms around Steve Bishotti at a function of some kind. Well, it's the end of the Super Bowl. He's wearing the the Champions hat. He's wearing the Champions hat at the end of the Super Bowl. 
And he juxtaposed that with a picture of Sam Jackson with his arms around the neck of Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Leonardo DiCaprio, who was a slave owner, and Sam Jackson was a slave. Team see this and go, okay, I know it's not Kaepernick, but this is this is not a protest. This is not something that's about rights for people and how we can stop people from dying when they shouldn't and how we can stop police brutality. This is now saying, hey, here's Ray Lewis and here's the NFL and I'm going to compare him to being a slave owner. This is not politics. This is this is not I'm going to help make a situation in the United States better. This is just I'm rabble-rousing. Well, but and even go back to stuff. another post of Kaepernick's, the, the tin star equated to police badge. Yeah. Of slave catchers. That's not about police yeah, brutality. No, that's anti-police. Yeah. That, that's a much different message. And I understand teams that go, okay, is is he going to be is he going to be too much with this? Is this what he's going to do? Because if it was kneeling for the national anthem, talking about social change, which are all great things, if he was going to do that, teams say, okay. But now they're scared. They don't know this guy's a wild card. They don't know what he's going to say. Is he going to is he going to tweet out something that is really offensive for a lot of people? Is he going to tweet out something that half the people are going to find really offensive? Half the people are going to get behind and they're going to there's going to be a whole war back and forth on it on social media and and in the locker rooms. That's what teams are afraid of. And I can't blame teams when they see stuff like here's a post from his girlfriend who's very influential into him and when they see what he posts elsewhere and go this is not about this is not about fostering change. This is just I'm 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 fermenting people to get into a, a lather about about bad about things that have happened in the past and how things that I think are going to happen now I think are happening. This is my opinion of it, and that's not going to help. That's not, and and I get teams going, yeah, that might not be worth it. So you want to know why it's cooled on Kaepernick in the last week and why the last week has been bad? It's because teams have changed it because he has changed the perception of himself from being a guy for change cover of time magazine to now it's okay what's his what's the real message going to be here when he cites things that are inflammatory yeah i'll be honest we jonas and i you were out last night jonas knox sitting in we we brought the the nessa tweet up and that particular picture and and we discussed it and i was surprised this morning that that didn't become a much bigger event in in this timeline and even after Tannehill went down early this morning that it it didn't become as big a news item not that it has to be tweeted directly I think everybody's looking for something directly on the Kaepernick accounts but it's still people that are speaking with and and for him in other venues and this is another example so we'll see as the camp arms get cut and as we get towards real football, if the sentiment and the urgency to sign a better quarterback, because nobody's arguing that Kaepernick's not a better quarterback than a lot of these guys in camp. Just you've got to decide for a backup fringe starter what that value is overall. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Who's not having fun right now is everybody who thought, ah, LeVar Ball, that's just going to blow over. Ah, he's going to add, come on, LeVar Matt and I'll blow over. What's up? Ah, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's not going to cause any divisiveness. Everything's going to be okay. His act is what it is. It's fine. No, because now things are starting to get serious. Kenyon Martin 
is not going to have his son attend UCLA. Sean Farnham, ESPN basketball analyst, was on the herd today, Colin Coward, telling the story that he's going to eschew his son from going to UCLA because of LeVar Ball. If Lonzo Ball was still or LaJello Ball or Mellow Ball was there yeah. and their dad is involved, you know, I would definitely have some some pause with sending my kid there. I'm not going to subject myself to it or my kid to it. You know, that's just what we're not going to do. I want everything around to be positive and a great experience going to college. And the negativity and the uncertainty of what might go on. Instability. Yeah, I, I'm just not willing to, to put my kid in that situation. So there's Kenyon Martin on the herd talking about it. Sean Farnham also talked about it. We had, you know, it was a big topic of conversation yeah. today. And this is what I was waiting for for LeVar Ball. Well, we talked about this a long time yeah. ago. Oh, of, co- of course. Because I, I've se- I separated him, and we, we did that on the show. You still think there's going to be problems in Lakerland. This I, is, I, he can't go in and throw out any referees or, or, ta- or take the ball not, and walk out. You think he's not going to find a way to be divisive for but, the Lakers? But he's not going Nick Nolte and kicking the ball up into the crowd. But here's a byproduct of LeVar Ball, and we've said it. He's going to be divisive. You want to dismiss him at your own risk because he's a big personality who has been given power, and now he's going to use it. Now you're seeing the reaction from what did we talk about a week ago? The first thing I said after the whole LeVar Ball AAU female official, I'm getting her I'm getting her replaced on the game just to know what she's doing. This is where if I was a dad and my son is playing on LeVar Ball's AAU team, I pull him off. I'm not going to be part of that circus. My son is there to play, but LeVar Ball is the show, and LeVar Ball is going to be about two things and nothing else, himself and his son. He's not going to care about any other kids. He pulled his team off the court and they forfeited a game. Yes, they did. He threatened to forfeit do it a again. Game. Yep. He threatened to do it again if you don't replace a female official. All right, forget about the aspect of the problem that LeVar Ball has with Stay women in your lane. that we're starting to see become more and more apparent. As a parent now, people are saying, yeah, that's not a scene I want my kid. I want my kid to have his own identity. I want my kid to have his own path. I don't want him to be playing, and whatever happens is at the whim of LeVar Ball because he's so happy because he's so into himself and he's so happy about him and his, and his kid. Because that's what it's going to be. LeVar Ball now has power, and I'm Kenny Martin. I, I completely wouldn't send my kid there. Now I know LeVar Ball's reaction is going to be, "We don't need those guys anyway. They don't want to come play. Someone else is going to come play, and it's going to be a great time. And and if and we'll be stars, UCLA is going to be great. It's not going to be about that. And in the end, I don't care anyway because my son's leaving after one year." That's going to be LeVar Ball's response. But I'm glad we're seeing it from parents now because I looked at it from a parent perspective. If my daughter was on a team where a coach was getting thrown out and pulling his team off because he was upset at a referee, I would pull her off that team so fast and say, you know what, it's time to go to another team. And now you're seeing recruiting in UCLA is being hurt because of the presence of LeVar Ball. Everybody says, oh, LeVar is fine, LeVar is fine. Alfred could have left. He decided to stay. You got LeVar Ball now for four more years at least. Everybody who says it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, every day there's something that shows you it's not going to be fine. Now maybe – you didn't want Kenyon Martin's kid. You don't know. It depend. Everybody's needs Ken, are yeah, different. Yeah, Kenyon Martin talked about it a little bit. Yeah. At this point, everybody's had, needs he, are but different. He's, but he's in the backyard. He's a yeah. Los Angeles kid. Yeah. So at 16, 
perhaps just hasn't gotten to that point right. in the recruiting process. Yeah, everybody's needs are different. You don't know where you're going to get to, where people are going to be. Ham going to be blocked at small forward by this guy. They got another guy they like who redshirted this year. You know, you don't know what it's going to be. But here's here's a, a recruit saying we're not going to be part of UCLA. He ain't going to be the last. I'll tell you that much because people are going to go, this is going to be a circus, and I'm not going to do it. Obviously, they have their recruiting class for this year, but watch what happens this year. Watch what happens this year. All the stars are gone, and unless UCLA gets incredibly lucky and all the freshmen coming in are great again, they're going to struggle, and it's going to be awful. What I think is interesting uh, about it is Kenyon Martin offers a different perspective, and and as we've traversed the world of LeVar Ball and talked about it here in the Geico Studios, Fox Sports Radio – I don't know that we've ever had the permutation of when you have former players, particularly a guy like Kenyon Martin, a former number one overall pick, whose kids are now of age to be in the recruiting process, whether they want to deal with that. Because you notice in his commentary, Kenyon Martin says explicitly, I'm not going to subject myself to that. Because you know it becomes about the parent and the parenting, and that's been one of the things. And, you know, we applaud the job that's been done to get the, the three ball sons to this this level of of playing, and now now you wonder what it is going for. <laughs> hey, look, one thing coaching private, the other coaching an AAU team, and and making a spectacle and making an ass out of yourself along the way. But here now, the the recruiting starts to roll over for the Lakers. The question is, if there's anything specific that Lavar Ball comments on, is it coming from Lonzo and potentially a problem? Otherwise, it's a guy with hot air. That mm-hmm. eventually Magic's got to you know figure out a, you know a way to smooth that over. But for UCLA, that that's where the problem, as 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 I've seen it, that was where it always could potentially blow up in Steve Alford's face short term. That you're gonna you have to deal with this parent in the big way who's doing media tours. He was on in Chicago today and doing market to market. Is that you're gonna have other families and other recruits' families that you now have to answer for? answer to as well. Big ball is chicken. 877 on Fox Twitter. At how about a fresca? That's Twitter. At how about a fresca? I mean, every day he keeps saying, oh, no, he's not, he's not, he's not. Just watch, trust me, and wait till the Lakers start. Something's going to happen there, too. Underestimate LeVar Ball at your own risk. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.